we left off at the very end of yesterday's daf discussing um, different types of uh, unusual bread-like products and we were discussing their viability in terms of challah, in other words, are they chayev and challah, which generally is going to inform us as to whether or not their halachic status is bread, um, which would give them a bracha of hamoitzi, or if it's something else, which would give them a bracha of mesayinus. So, Tani Rebchia, we're about three and a half lines from the end of Lamzainam base. Tani Rebchia, we mentioned yesterday there is a notorious fermented uh, Persian food called kutach, um, which is called by other names in today's day and age, but uh, which I don't recall or know how to pronounce properly. But um, it's a sort of fermented milk dish, and this dish you would crumble bread into it in order to, in the preparation process in order to accelerate its fermentation. So, uh, there would sometimes, if you were making a whole lot of kutach, you might make bread especially for that kutach. Now, the way that that bread is prepared, I don't know why this particularly was a more ideal way of preparing it. Probably, if I had to guess, baking would have killed the yeast. Maybe. They did not bake it, they sun-dried it. That's what Rashi says. So, they... Uh, they had this dried bread, which, so what, what, what sort of bracha are you supposed to make on that? So says the Gemara, says the Gemara, don't we have a brisa that says the opposite? This says you're actually chayef. In chal, you have to take chal. Hasem says the Gemara, we have a reason over there, Rabbi Yehuda says, it's maiseha, it's, um, the way it's made tells you how to treat it. If you made them long and nice and properly uh, designed, I guess uh, you, you braided it up nice like a challah, so because it shows that you intend to eat them on their own. That you have a strange taste in bread and you intend to eat it on its own. Well, uh, if you make it kilmudin, if you make it just kind of like big ropes of bread, it doesn't look very pretty. That shows you that it's the, that it was it, the intent was to make it um, for for uh, for what he called for kutach. Okay, So Abaya, we we talked earlier about um, something called truknin. We said truknin. Truknin says it's 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 uh, excuse me it's kubedara. It's this you hollow out a little bit of a spot in the bottom of your uh, the floor of your oven. And you pour in some dough, uh, not pour, but you pour in some flour and some water, and you make some dough, and that is your bread. So I'm a bailer of Yosef. Hi, kuvidar, my mevor What bracha do you make? I'm a lemi savris namahu. Do you think this is bread? Guvla ba'almahu. This is not bread. This is guvla ba'almahu. This is guvla ba'almahu. This is just some kind of gibul, uh, right? It's just some kind of mix. It's a paste. It's a it's a shmir. It's not bread. Even though it's a, it's not so such an unpleasant thing as that it would lose its uh, its proper bracha. It's still going to be mezaynus, but it's not bread. Marzutra kavasu say, ilave, ubaruch ilave, amaytzilach mina arts. Mar says, but marzutra, 
had a funny way of doing things. He would be kaveh suda. He would sit down to a meal with this, uh, these, uh, this lechem ha'asur l'kutach. And because he would sit down to a meal over it and eat, presumably, a quantity, which qualified as a meal, he would go ahead and um, make hamaytzilach menorahs and brechsamot. Ashi says, so far, in fact, that you could in theory be yaitse your obligation on Pesach with such bread. Why? My time of lechem oini krinam bay, because it's not very rich and pleasant, it falls under the category of lechem oini. It's not even matzashira. Okay? What's Dvash Tamarim? Date honey. So it's really, uh, there's a proper name for it, I think. Silan, I think, right? Silan is date or date syrup, date honey, they call it date honey. Mivarchin If you're eating that, you make a shakal. Okay, why wouldn't I make a shakal? It's a, it's a syrup, it's a honey. It's, well, the answer is that dates are one of the Shiva Samin. And you're eating their byproduct, not only just any byproduct, the byproduct by which they are mentioned, whenever we reference to, whenever we refer their, uh, refer to their, uh, their status as a, a variety which is part of the Shvach Eretz Yisrael, which is part of what's the special fruits of Eretz Yisrael, we refer, we refer to the Dvash. The Dvash is their, is their, is their major feature, the syrup. But nonetheless, you make a shakal. Why is that the case? My time is Zeyeba Almahu. So Zeyeba Almahu is a, a, a catchphrase we'll see elsewhere in the Gemara. Zeyeba Almahu means it's just sweat. It's just sweat. This liquid is merely sweat. Um, sweat. It's not, uh, the point is that it's not, uh, it's not the fruit. It is this liquid byproduct of the fruit. Liquid byproduct of the fruit, you don't make bariprieates. I'll give you some other examples. Perhaps you have heard of an arcane uh, delicacy known as orange juice. So orange juice is zeyabam. The Torah does not, the halacha does not uh, view juices as being anything more than just flavored water unless they are a product of cooking. And if you stew some fruit until you extract, if you boil, kind of boil them down to a liquid, then it's maybe a different story. I remember we came across this, you know, today, many orange trees, oranges, are grown just to make juice. Mm. I mean, they, in this case, they were talking about they would eat the fruit, and the, and the juice was like a side product. But, but if the fruit is grown primarily just to make juice... Which is probably most oranges, right? Right. So maybe that would change the status of the bracha. Maybe now it's a bar pre-eight. So... Uh, because that's... Is, is the, Right. I I could hear that argument if it were say if we were talking about the orange peel, say. And we say, Okay, look, you know, back in the day an orange peel would probably be a shackle because no you're not supposed to eat the peel. But now uh, a whole, there, uh, some se- some section of oranges, probably not anything close to all, but many oranges are grown for the purpose of, you know, creating candy with the peels or something like that. Um, 
that's one, you know, you, could, you can argue about that. I think in this case, the, the, the juice... Yeah, you know, I don't know, it's possible. It's I hear. Yeah, they give some sources for where the debate is. Where mm. Chaim and Mishnah Brewer and Chazanish. Oh, and, yeah. they, know, yeah. they know you'll be curious. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to take a look. All right. Says the Gemara, Keman ki hai tano. The tan dvash tamarim v'yein tapuchim evachim saponyes. These are three things. Dvash tamarim is the date honey we just mentioned. Yain tapuchim is something like apple cider or an apple liquor. V'chaim saponyes. Saponyes are these grape grapes. Rashi says certain. There's a part of the grape that really of the of the vine that never really produces good fruit. It produces these like forever unripe grapes. They just don't make it. So apparently. These were good for producing vinegar with. So all these with Paris, all these uh, various types of fruit juice, shall truma Rabbi Lezer Mechayev Karam Mechaymish Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Shua Pfeiter Rabbi Lezer requires Karam Mechaymish if somebody were to go ahead and accidentally. Um, uh, drink them by accident. If were to drink them by accident, so he has to pay Karen Vachemish, right? It's regular truma. But Bishua says no. Bishua says Zeba Almahu. It's just sweat. All these liquids are just sweat. The only fruits which are uh, meant to be juiced are olive oil and olives and grapes, olive oil and wine. Those are the liquids we take out of fruits, nothing else. Okay? So, Amleyahumi Abaran Lerava. Terima Mahu. So what Terima? Terima, Rashi explains, is not really anything specific. Terima is a, is a, particularly, a particular mode of preparation. I say mode, not method, because um, it, we don't really know necessarily if it was one method or another. The point is that it, is, it refers to a certain state of groundness. A certain state of groundness. Pretty ground, Rashi says, but not totally ground up. Roasted green and crushed fruit. Oh, Rashi says. So uh, the um, the Gemara says that uh, my so so he asks. I'm going to have a tree. Mamahu loy have a date. He said, I don't know. Loy have a date. The Rabbi might come. He said, I don't know what you're telling me. I have no idea what you want. So says the Gemara. Yosef, I mean, I come to Rabbi. I'm relayed. The show should be comrade. So he tries to help the guy. He feels a little bad. He says, Maybe you mean sesame seeds. Oh, the court to me, comrade. Maybe you mean uh, something like um, uh, it could be curcumin, uh, it could be saffron, it could be cumin, some kind of uh, crushed up herb. Says the Gemara. Oh, the Portsney common. Maybe you mean crushed up or or uh, pasteified grapes. Um, you're gonna take the grapes and you're gonna kind of crush up the uh, whatever's remains of them, and then you're gonna put them into water to create. Uh, uh, right, to create this wine that you would, uh, you would this uh, instant wine they would make. So it gives me a whole list of choices. As the Gemara, Ad Hachi ask Hearing the discussion, Rava figured out what he wanted. Rava figured out what he wanted, so he says, Ah, I know what you mean. What you must mean is Chashilta. You must mean something which is totally ground, so not totally ground, but ground up. Chashilta, which is maybe the word they used in Ravistown for this 
type of preparation. So, you reminded me of a halacha. Hadam Rav Asi. Hai Tamari Shal Truma. These dates of Truma, Mutter Lashes Mehen Tarima. It's permitted to make a Tarim out of them. Now he remembers the word Tarima. Oh, sure. But also, Lashes Mehen Sheikhar. But you can't, right? So you can make a date paste, but you cannot make date beer. Because in the process of making date beer, you end up ruining a whole lot of dates. And since these are Truma dates, you can't have Truma dates being ruined. I don't know exactly what the process of, uh, of, uh, date beer pr- production looks like but um, apparently it's not so uh, good for the fruits and everything has to ferment I suppose and therefore um, and therefore um, you're not supposed to make truma date beer now what we learn on the way is Rashi explains that uh, when you take dates and make them into terima so, it's still, you haven't ruined, you haven't knocked down the Truma dates at all. They're still extant. There's still some level of date going on over here, which would suggest that the proper bracha, if we're talking about fruits, is going to be uh, Says the dates, right, these dates that you make into Truma, into this pace, my timer. Like Rashi said, they are They are not a new thing. There's a food called shtisa or shtisa. Shtisa, Rav Amar Shakol Nyebedvarim. So what shtisa? Shtisa is something which is made out of. Uh, um, if you take kloyos, you would take uh, like puffed wheat, um, but just without the gallons of sugar. Um, if you would take wheat and roast it in an oven until the grains puff up and then they take those puffed grains and grind them into flour so you have kind of a caramelized flour so that food and then you go ahead and you would mix it apparently with honey or I read also potentially with vinegar um, I think Rashi says honey we're missing a Rashi if I recall correctly yeah oh no it's an air and that's why okay so Anyway, this shtisa, what's the bracha? What's the correct bracha to make on it? Because it has this mezainus kind of, or not obviously, but mezainus kind of ingredient in it, but it's got a whole lot of honey as well. It's a rav sashako. I know, now this is rav and shmuel, keep in mind, who hold kol shiyash rebbe chamesh aminim, marchan alav, barimimim mezainus. Nonetheless, nonetheless, whatever level of Mezainus uh, is in the shtisa is not enough to make it mezainus uh, going to Rav Shmuel. Amar Barimim mezainus. Shmuel disagrees. Shmuel says Barimim mezainus. Amar Chista v'leplegi. Ha be'ava, ha be'raka. Even better, they agree with each other. The only question is how thick the paste is. It's a very thin paste, so it's really just a, a, the flour is there. I don't know, maybe for for uh, for purposes. And the thickness, uh, if the the thick one, excuse me, you should. Indeed, make a mezainus on. Everyone agrees. Why? Says the Gemara. The thick one is for eating. The thin one is for refuah. And apparently, since your intent is only, you only need the flour element, and therefore refuah. So therefore, you don't have to. Um, you don't have to make a mezainus on it. If we can get a little closer to the bottom, I'll show you an interesting taste. 
You're allowed to stir the shtus, right? Shtus is just the Hebrew way of saying shtisa. You can stir the shtisa on Shabbos with a, a spoon. And you can drink Egyptian beer. So, if these things are meant for refua. Now, again, it's very funny because in the context, I think that you cannot, this particular statement of the Gemara is blatantly saying you can do certain refuas on Shabbos. But Rabbi Yosef is trying to ask, and he's saying the, um, the, the, if you're eating shtus on Shabbos, how does Rabbi Yosef know we're talking about the same, uh, the same shtus? Maybe we're talking about the thick shtus. The, th- the thick shtisa? I assume that the answer is that you're stirring it with a spoon. If you can stir it with a spoon, it has to be relatively thin. So says the Gemara, What are you even talking about? If my mother makes me a bowl of chicken soup because I have a cold, so uh, I'm allowed to eat the chicken soup. I don't have to say, no, mommy, I'm sorry, it's a fu on Shabbos. I can't eat it, right? That's, you come back from Yeshiva, that's the type of thing you do, right? You know, <laughs> it's standing your chicken soup. So, says the Gemara, right, you're making a mistake, Rabbi Yosef. You can drink all the drinks and eat all the food. It doesn't. That's not how it works, right? We already referred. We said a couple of days ago that we that the, our concern is the beginning of the parak. We said our concern is refuah hanikaris. We said in reference to hanigrin, refuah hanikaris. If it's obvious that what you're doing is you're saying that you're gargling oil, you're doing something that's evidently for refuah. That's the problem. If it's not evidently for refuah, there's nothing wrong with it. So says the Gemara. The point is, ultimately, the person, the fellow, wants to eat the food. The food tastes good. There's a slightly different way of expressing the same point. In other words, right, he means to eat, and the refuah comes along with the chicken soup. It comes along with the good food. Okay. It says the Gemara, Utsricha de Rav. Now Rashi, I think, wants the words Ravu Shmuel. They put in parentheses here and they bring on the side that it's a whole shaila, but I think Utsricha de Rav Udishmuel. In other words, you might be concerned. Rav and Shmuel are in agreement, according to the Maskanas Hagemara, that you're allowed to, um, um, that, the, right, right, hurry, we have a brisa that says that you can. Uh, ladle yourself out some shtus, which we said is really just shtisa on Shabbos. If that's the case, so we know that there's a type of shtisa which is capable of being poured with a ladle that you can consume on Shabbos, even though, right, in other words, it's exactly what we're trying to be taught to us, is that even though it has healing elements, you can still have it on Shabbos. So that really tells us everything we need to know. We don't really need Rav to tell us that it's a shahako. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you where we need them. Dime hai. I might think that that case over there is a fellow, he's not feeling so well, so he goes to the big pot of, uh, of, uh, of what do you call it, of shtisa that's on the stove, and he grabs, well, it's on the blech, and he grabs some, and he grabs some shtisa, and the, really the shtisa was for everyone, and he decided to use some for refuah, right? Like, like our chicken soup example. You have a sore throat, so you decide to have some chicken soup. But what if they made the chicken soup, they made the shtisa specifically, specifically for refuah? So maybe that's a little different. Maybe you don't make a bracha. Again, 
and we've had this Kiddush before, Kevin Isle Anomine Boy Bruche, since it tastes good, you're enjoying it, you have to make a bracha, and that is why some people make a bracha on Tums, by the way. Even though Tums don't taste very good. What? Tums. Yeah, those awful things. <laughs> okay. Let me direct your attention for a second to Tasis. Hai Dusha the Tamri. We said that date honey, Mavarchani Lavesha Hashra. So Tasis of Vechain Mashkin me call me ne Paris, bar me Tirish Vietzar, Kidamino Gabiorla. All the drinks, all the liquids um, that come from fruits, with the exception of wine and uh, uh, oil, uh, wine and I don't, what I'm telling you is, so you shouldn't make a mistake and think like the halachas gedolos, like the bahag. He thinks that we're talking about where you poured water uh, in with other, uh, with with fruits and you kind of made like an infusion. But if you would squeeze the fruit, then that would be okay. Taisus says, no. Now look at this. Our beer, right? Taisus' beer looked like our beer. It's probably a little darker, a little hoppier. Um, both. <laughs> even though, yeah, you, you don't believe me. Even though you might be getting a kazayas of 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 solid of solids in your beer within an achilas pras, <laughs> right? You don't make a mazaynus on the beer, says Taisus. I it's like a piece of cake. Right, and the rule is, if there's chameshes, I mean, we gotta make a mesayimus. There's gemara hachol loyhavi b'hu mamish seoyrim. There's no actual barley in there. There's some kind of slop, right? But there's no actual barley. The eid sheichar elat taima ba'alma, and this is a key key point. The beer is only taima. It's only flavor. It's only flavor. He says it's a degraded form of mezainus because it's not. It's it's meant to be barley bread, and it never got the barley bread. This is a very strange line. In other words, don't come at me and say when I have a. a uh, it's true that 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 that, that the the chameshes aminim are always supposed to be mezainus, but that's only true when you eat them. Ultimately, this is a drink, even though you're swallowing all this like solid uh, beer. Nonetheless. Um, you're gonna make a shahakal. So that's a that's if you don't know why you make a shahakal, not a mazinus on beer. That's the answer. It's just flavor. If you also want to know why you can get a coffee in Starbucks and not be worried about bishalakum, this tesis is also part of the answer. Because it's the starting point to establish the chiddush of Yaakov Emden, who was a coffee addict. Um, Yaakov Emden was uh, in London visiting, I think, his family. He had a son who lived in London, although I don't know how long, I don't know if that was in his lifetime, but he definitely had business in London. And he was spotted in a coffee shop getting his daily fix. And apparently there was a gazera in the city of London against Jews and certainly learned rabbis like Rabbi Akavendin walking into coffee houses because it was kind of, they were like the bars of the time. And uh, the rabbanim weren't very happy with it, so they sent them a whole letter saying, "You really made fools of us because, you know, we have a pretty serious rule about going into coffee houses, and you're this big gadol from uh, from the Four Kehilas, from Altona, and you go in there and you make yourself at home, and you <laughs> bring your back and then blast them back for being amaratim, 
And the one thing he says, he says, fine, you know, if you had a tacona, I guess I'm sorry. <laughs> but then he, he goes through why. And one of the things they say to him, they say it's bishalakum, right? Because the non-Jew cooks the coffee. So he goes through a whole list of things why he thinks it's not bishalakum. Part of what he brings in is this taisus. He says, you're not eating, there's no, they're not feeding you cooked coffee grounds. Not right. They cook the coffee grounds, you're getting the water from the cooked coffee grounds. <laughs> Maybe you should come have a coffee more often. <laughs> That that apparently wasn't uh, wasn't one of the options. It was probably obviously a Starbucks. So Jewish Oh, there you go. Interesting. Okay. All right, so I'll pass Eimer HaMaitzi. We said in the Mishnah that bread is not like other vegetables. Bread is a very special vegetable. And that particular vegetable you say HaMaitzi on. So, I think more is the right thing. The Mishnah said, all vegetables you make HaAdam, except for bread. On bread you make HaMaitzi. Tanar HaBanon, Mahu HaOimer HaMaitzi Lechem Min HaOretz. You say HaMaitzi Lechem Min HaOretz. Rabbi Nechem HaOimer Moitzi Lechem Min HaOretz. Some people call it a mozi. Rabbi Nechemi says, you make moitzi lechem in haaretz. Baruch atah Hashem al-Kinu Malach Elam, moitzi lechem in haaretz. Amar Rava, b'moitzi kuli amalei pligi. Everyone agrees, this is a very interesting uh, discussion, everyone agrees that you could say moitzi and it wouldn't be incorrect. You're allowed to say moitzi. However, however, da'apik mashma, right? In other words, what does that mean? That he who brings out, t'chsev, keil moitzi ami mitzrayim. God who brings them, who brought them, the bringer of them out of Mitzrayim. The bringer of. The question is, what about the word Hamoiti? Rabbonin Savri, Hamoiti the Apik Mashma. Hamoiti means he who brings out, who has the power to bring out. The Pasuk says that Kaddish Baruch who gives you water from rocks. Right? And we're referring to the active capacity of Hashem to bring things out. So that's the appropriate uh, phrase. Hamoiti implies past tense. Who brought out? And he doesn't like that. He who brought you out of the suffering of Mitzrayim. What about the one? This is what he was telling them. This is what Hashem was saying. When I take you out, I'm going to do for you such things. This is very, very recently, Parak Fav and Shmai. In, uh, in uh, Parshas Ba'era, the, very, the end of Ba'era, the beginning of Ba'era, right? I'm going to do something for you, which will cause you to say, out in the future, he is the one, right, who, who's, who, uh, who brought us out of Mitzrayim. So ultimately, it's really a current, uh, not a past tense expression of Hamoitzi. Um, we're trying to refer to Hashem in his capacity as the Motzi, as opposed to recount the event he has brought us out. We're trying to Baruch Atah Hashem, you Hashem, so it needs to still kind of stay uh, 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 second person. Right, bring her at her, exactly. No, bring that, but the person who says that it's Loshan Ova, mm-hmm. okay, I mean, Motzi is grammatically is not Russian open. Right. So, I, unfortunately, I lack the, uh, the grammatical vocabulary to explain this point. The, the, his chiddush is that there is, there is one form of hamotzi, 
which can be interpreted interpreted in past tense. And his proof is a pasuk, which seemingly can only be read with hamotzi as past tense. Okay. I don't know what the proper word is for when it when a word which normally sounds like it's, yeah, it sounds like it should be. They say motzi is a noun. It's not a verb. The motzi. Yeah, the bringer out. He who right, yeah. like, like Jonathan said, the bringer outer. Yeah. Mm. It's a bringer outer. That's mm. a, that's the term we'll adopt. Motzi mm. you transpiring in the present or even in the future. Inappropriate to include this term in referencing the past. Hmm. Interesting. And his proof is that here I, I've got one where it references the past. Okay. Okay. A grammatical fine. We need what's her name? Sherman Gold? Well, she'll She's very specialized. Tell you about the shvah. Right. And, yeah, and the kamatz katan. That's, that's her kamatz katan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she knows those grammatical. And words. she's very emphatic that that that's what she knows. That's the thing. <laughs> she's written books. Yeah. yeah. Books, <laughs> anyway, so, all right, right. So vidatim keni hashem lekeichem hamoitzi. Very well. Mishdavlin yabron le rabzera as bar rav zvid achu hader achva should be the proper way to pronounce that. The rav shum bar rav the rav shum bar rav zvid. Right? By Rav Zvid, there was a son of Rav Zvid, who was the brother of a different son of Rav Zvid. The Adam Gadol, he's a big, God, big Adam Gadol. Ubaki bebrachais. What was so special about him? He knew his brachas really well. Right? So Amalahem, so he says, all right, let's play. Let's, let's Send him over. We'll, we'll see what he's got. So Zim one day, he came to visit. Afikulei rifte, he pulls out a bread. Posach v'omar moitzi. Baruchat HaShem al-Kinu Melech HaElam moitzi what kind of Adam Gadol is this? He doesn't even know how to say Hamoitzi. <laughs> That's not what he was saying, right? He says, Bishlei Amar Hamoitzi. Had he told us Hamoitzi, that would have been a brave thing to do. Hey, he would have taught us, right? He would have taught us how to read the Pasuk, like we just explained, the nice Kiddush of the Rabbanon, how to read the Pasuk. That's referring to a future perspective on a past event. And B, we would know that the halacha is like the rabbana. Instead, El Damar Moitzi, my Kamash Malon. Whatever, he's just doing like a Nechemia. What's this business over here? He was a Mishnah Bura type of guy. He was trying to make sure he got all the shitas. So he said, well, everyone's masking that Moitzi works. So, that was what he was thinking. It wasn't that he didn't know his stuff. So we hold halacha is like the rabbana, and we say, Hamoitzi Lechem in Arts. And if you're saying something else, you should probably get out of that habit. All right. Val is Aimer. We say on the vegetables, on greens specifically, you make a dumb. Who the hell do you make a boyrimine zeroyim? A boyrimine the shoyim, excuse me. While um, uh, the mission of the Tanakama holds you make a dumb. Says the Gemara, Katani Yerokis dum you the pass. Presumably, for some reason, there's a little break. In other words, we introduced the discussion of the vegetable known as bread before we introduced the discussion of the vegetable known as greens. Now, it would seem that in the order of things, greens should come before bread. In other words, as we deviate from kind of your core vegetables, your things that grow straight out of the ground, the, your, um, your legumes and whatnot, so, uh, which everyone agrees are ha'adama, and expand outward towards bread and greens, the order should really go, you know, legumes or, or, or the like, Greens, bread, not bread, greens. So the interruption of bread in the middle, the interruption of bread in the middle suggests, suggests that there's some, we're supposed to make some kind of extrapolation. We're supposed to say the Iraqis that we're talking about, the vegetables we're talking about, the greens, are dummy the pas. 
We're talking about just as bread is a vegetable which has been changed into something new using fire. The vegetables we're talking about here as well are changed by fire. Okay, Amr what is that supposed to mean? Amr Right, shlokas are very heavily cooked vegetables. I don't really know what the line is at which we start calling something shlokas, but things that are cooked for a long time are called shlokas, right? They're not just, no, they're not just steamed or, or uh, seared for a moment. They are truly, have had the, uh, the they've been, uh, they've had the guts boiled out of them. Yeah, well, not transformed too much that they lose their identity, because then, all right, that's a different thing. But they're really boiled. They're gross. So, Mavarchan, no, some things have to be boiled a long time. Mavarchan, like turnips. Mavarchan, alay, and bayre, prihadam. Okay, it's a chiddush. You might think that this, uh, the impact that, 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 that happens to, to, to vegetables which are heavily boiled makes them, uh, downgrades them to Shahakal. Like Jonathan was saying, could totally transform them. So, Darshav, Chistimishim, Rabbeinu. Well, if you, oh, we'll get that actually. Yeah, if you can drink it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who is Rabbeinu here? Now try to follow, because we're going to have a similar quote. We're going to have a quote that sounds very similar, and we're going to do some comparing and contrasting. Umanu Rav, who is Rabbeinu? Shlokos, boiled vegetables. Umanu Ula, in other words, there are two different, our Rebbe, our Babylonian Rebbe, who's that Rav, by the way, who came from Eretz Yisrael also, but uh, who's that Rav says that it's Bar Priyadama. Rabbi Seinu Hayyard in Eretz Yisrael, the Rebbe who came from Eretz Yisrael, Umanu Ula, that's Ula and Shreyn, Derbya Echanan, Omar Shlokais, Mavarchan, Lein, Shachal, Yimavari, in Eretz Yisrael, they make Shachal and boil vegetables. Vani Yoyimer, and I think, Kol Shetchilosei Bar Priyadama, a nice Chiddush. Anything that used to be Hadama, If something is meant to be eaten in its raw state, in its uncooked state, right? Like zucchini. Like, <laughs> like, but like cucumbers, but like cucumbers, right? So cucumbers, right? You're not supposed to cook cucumbers. And if you cook a cucumber, it's shahakal, because the proper way to eat it is in its Hadama state. So then your rule is, It's boiled versions of shahakal. And anything that's not meant to be eaten on, in its raw state, like a zucchini, right? That is a shahakal, it could be its shahakal, right? So, uh, once you cook it, so that's its proper state. And again, the idea is we're supposed to be eating the food the way it's meant to be made. And w- once we've nailed the area of where, how it's meant to be made, so... Um, so then we make the appropriate bracha. I always thought, it's very interesting, the Chinese apparently, although I think it's, mis- apparently it's mistaken to refer to any specific type of cuisine as Chinese because there are so many different regional cuisines. It's a very large country. But apparently, something that came up when a couple of years ago my brother-in-law was preparing a class here on on kidneys, he was advocating for the removal of the kidneys ban. My brother-in-law, Ellie, likes to stir the pot. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the, the the peanuts, he's Syrian like I'm Syrian, you know, it happens to be in the male line. He's like one-eighth Syrian. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but um, right, so, so, 
the 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 thing that you oh everyone always wonders is like what are peanuts or legumes? What are, how are peanuts legumes? And I always like to point out that the Chinese eat peanuts boiled soft. They eat them like we eat like we would eat beans, um, which is just you know just a cultural thing maybe because regular beans don't taste very good. I think you know roasted and salted, but and and, and but uh, peanuts do. But they are kind of the same thing, and I wonder. If we, do we go by country? Like, you know, in our country, people don't eat roasted, salted, uh, or boiled peanuts. That's not really a thing we eat around here. Um, but maybe in, in China you do. So then maybe the bracha, the correct bracha, the correct bracha switches around. Because I think they don't eat them roasted and salted. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, well, well, that's actually, it's funny you say that. Because the, the, in general, we, the assumption is that we follow the norms of where we are. So, in other words, th- that's what they would have been discussing, you know, what's normal for us. And then, um, but then, you know, that can get a little funny because people suddenly be like, no, they, they made on this. And it's like, no, I thought we'd go with based on time. And it gets very confusing. All right. So, right, so it's a good rule, he says. All right. I understand the case. He says the Gemara. What's the case where something used to be shahakal and now it's adama because you cooked it? Karva vesilka vikra. Three, three vegetables. A karva is a karuv. Is a uh, what do you call it? Uh, cabbage. A car- uh, cabbage. Yeah. Silka is trodden, which we translated earlier as beets, but I think it's really yeah. I think it's charred. I think it's charred. Um, and kira is the last, right? Like exactly like Stan said, right? And you take a zucchini. Um, well, he said it tongue in cheek the other way around. But if you take a zucchini and you cook it, uh, then it's the proper way to eat it. That's a hadama, but up until then it's a shakal. What kind of vegetable do you co- is only good if you don't cook it? It's very interesting. They're totally the opposite of our uh, mode of thinking. Um, uh, probably because we hold like toysvist. Um Tumi Makarti is a uh, garlic and leeks. Garlic and leeks, you have to eat them raw, says the Gemara. They're, they're gross if you cook them. Right, Tysus right away jumps. Tysus Ashkenazi jumps. Hey, what are you talking about? Cooked onions are just fine. Okay, we don't have time for the Tysus. Um, okay, so that was the version of this conversation that comes from Rav. Nachum says, My Rebbe, who's that Shmuel, says, Shlokais Mavarchan Alein Baripriha Adam. Cooked vegetables are baripriyadam. V'chavei reinu, I didn't say Rabbi Seinu. He said chavei reinu hayard the merit Yisrael umanu ula mishmeid der biyechanon. Again, it's ula. Amar shlok is mivarchalim shakolim yivar. Same debate. V'ani oimer b'machloikis shnuya. Now, in the previous version, in the previous version, there wasn't necessarily a machloik because Rav uh, Rabbeinu, right, which is Rav and Ula, might have been talking about two different things. Rav, Rav might have been talking about um, things that are meant to be boiled. And then originally shahako, like zucchini. And Ula might have been talking about things that are meant to be eaten raw, like leeks, and then are boiled. In other words, it wasn't really machlekes, but in, in this version, in the version of Reb Nachman, Reb Nachman says, no, there's a machlekes, the Tanya. Yoytzen berikik hashori, umemvushol shaloi nimuach, divir meir. So if a person wants to be yoitza, chilis matzah, he can eat a, a soaked rikik, like a wafer of some sort that has been soaked, or a cooked one, as long as it hasn't kind of melted away, similarly to what we had earlier about uh, in Maprusus Kayamas, 
So we see that this is the Machlaikis, these Tanayim are having the same argument as to whether things that are boiled retain their status. And that's the whole Machlaikis. Are boiled vegetables as good as they used to be? It says the Gemara Velohi, not true. They're a little confused. Everyone agrees, all these Tanayim agree that Shlakais, the vegetables are Adam. Right? In that situation, you need ta matzah. You need matzah flavor, veleka, and it is not there. Even Rabbi Yossi agrees that you need that uh, that uh, that the vegetables are still vegetables, even if they've lost a little bit of the distinctive uh, carrot flavor. There's no halacha that you have to have tam carrot. Okay. Shlokais mevarchin aleim boyer priho adama. Rabbi Rav says in the name of Yechelon, Shlokais boiled vegetables mevarchin aleim boyer priho adama. Rabbi Yomin bar Yefes on Rabbi Yechelon. Rabbi Yomin bar Yefes says in the name of Yechelon, Shlokais mevarchin aleim shakol niyam bedvaroi. He says no, boiled vegetables are shakol. Rabbi Nachman bar Yitzchak, kova ula lishabestek Rabbi Yomin bar Yefes. Some strong language here. Rabbi Nachman bar says we've been having all this discussion about ula. About Ula and his opinions. Ula and his opinions. Right? Ula thinks that uh, Ula's been quoting Rabbi Yechanan, and he's been going around saying that Shlokis are Shahako. So Rabbi Yechanan was happy before when we had this Eitzah and we said, no, they're not really arguing, right? He, he got involved in that discussion. He said, oh, it's onions and leeks, or it's garlic and leeks. He was very happy with that. In this version where there's a fight, Rabbi is not happy about it at all. He says, Kava He's quoting this mistaken halacha. He Amish disagrees sharply, like Rabbi Bar Yafas. And he thinks, he's so convinced that he's been quoting it as Rabbi Yechanan. In other words, there's a, there's a debate as to what Rabbi Yechanan's opinion actually was. Right? Rukhiya Bar says that Rabbi Yechanan's opinion was in fact that it's Hadama. Rabbi Yom Bar Yafas is the only one who says that, that boiled vegetables are shakal. That being the case, says Sir I don't know who this Binyam Bar Yafas guy is, but but Ula's walking around quoting him. Well, he's he's quoting a mistake. He's gotten so into his version of things that instead of saying it's a machlekes, he's saying, oh, uh, this is the opinion of Rabbi No, that's just Rabbi Yom Bar Yafas thinks the opinion of Rabbi Now, what's the big deal? Why can't I say that? Now, really, there's two issues. One is when you quote somebody, you have to you have to quote the whole line of quotation. But on top of that, says the Gemara, says the Gemara like this: Toy Bar Observe, this is a total mismatch. Why are you? How can we quote Rabbi Yom Bar Yefes? That's the next Rabbi Chiyah Bar Abba. Rabbi Chiyah Bar Abba Dayik Begomer Shmaitzer Yechonon Rabbi. Rabbi Chiyah Bar Abba was famous for the care he took in receiving the teachings of Rabbi Yechonon and his Rabbi. Right, and it's just like today. You know, there are some people you know you can rule. They say, "Oh, my Rabbi, they had a Rabbi who was a big godl." You know, the Talmidim of uh, you know, I don't say a name. Talmidim of some great godl. You know, Rav Shechter always says the Talmidim of Salvechik. So some of them know how to say over what he said, and some of them don't. <laughs> so you know, uh, he says uh, obviously he, he, he means him. <laughs> he knows, <laughs> and he asked the other ones. They say he's crazy, but but um, right, you know that's the way of things. You, there are some people you can trust to get the details right, and some people are not as good at getting the details right. Right. So and, and Rabbi Chiyah was one of those people. He he mamish he he had it right. He really knew Rabbi Yechon's teachings. Rabbi Yom Bar Yefes He was kind of you know a little more relaxed about it. Void, every 30 days he would review, presumably, all the things that he learned from Rabbi Yechanan, uh, in front of Rabbi Yechanan, which is a really impressive feat. 
didn't do that. So he's just not the same, not the same caliber. Boy, there's something very rare for the Gemara to do to like uh, to rake, to rake one of the Amiraim over the coals like this. Void Barmendain or Barmendain, right? Forget all of these things. Put it aside. Maybe the Seir Binyan Bar Yefes is is there's nothing wrong with his with his receiving of of the transmission. However, Dahu Turmisa, look at the Lupin. The Shalki Le Sheva Zimnum Bikadeira. The way it's prepared is it's cooked, it's boiled seven times. I don't know if that means they bring it to a boil and then bring it down, or it's boiled for the length the length it takes uh, to cook something seven times. And you eat it at the end of a meal as like a palate cleanser, like a dessert. And what's the point? The point is that uh, it's a pleasant thing to eat. It's not. It's boiled. The fact that it's boiled, there's nothing wrong with it. It's nice. Right. That's how it's edible. Right. Right. Okay, so you know, as you're saying, just in, in practice, we see that it's not the case. Ve'oit, Om Rebchia Barabba, Rebchia Barabba himself says, Ani Ru'isius Rebbeichan, he has an Eidos, he says, I saw Rebbeichan, she'achol zayas meliach, u'birchalat chilav asayf. He was eating a salted uh, zayas, which the Gemara is assuming, since it's salted for so long, it's meliach kirisayach, it's like when, it's like it's been boiled. And, and I saw him make a bracha before and after. Iyam Rebbeishleim Meshlach, he's been musayu kaimi, if you're going to tell me that shlokas stay in their status and you make adama or haetz, I get it. He made haetz and then he made al haetz. If you say boiling kind of ruins the status of the fruit, so I hear. So he made a shahakol. What bracha do you make after shahakol foods? No bracha, right? No bracha. Says the Gemara. Ever heard of that one? Maybe that's what he was saying. Okay, fair enough. <coughs> so the Gemara says one more point. You can be yaitzu with them and with like their uh, their greens, their heads. Not boiled and not shalukin, uh, not not pickled, not boiled. Vleim vushal, shalukin is extra boiled. Vleim vushalin and not even boiled a little bit. Why can't I use super long time boiled maror? As the gemara shani awesome to be inon tam maror veleka. You're searching for a particular tam, particular flavor of maror, and you're not getting that flavor. Yeah.